Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Sometimes I like to kick back and talk about the good old days like I'm a thousand years old. Remember before cell phones when we'd have to print out a map to navigate the world like we were pirates? Oh, yes. Back when blowing was for the Nintendo games and not our spouses. So kick back and relax (laughs) to some old stories with a couple of guests on this week's episode of The Brighter Side. Yo! Yes, beautiful Amber. Thank you. As always, so nice to see you today. So nice to see you. I talked to a gamer the other day and I was like, oh, I play Nintendo and like I used to blow on the cartridge. And Mm -hmm. he looked at me like I said I discovered hieroglyphics. Oh my God. Yeah, but I used to blow on those goddamn cartridges. (laughs) They fucking, they didn't know what was coming. Little, you know, Lord knows I was probably just spitting in there a bunch and making it worse. <laughs> um, we Today we're doing the reminiscing game again. Um, I love our new game that we do here on the brighter side. And, you know, today the reminiscing game is in honor of Murder Fist. Murder Fist. Yeah, we are here to fuck you. That's right. It's Murder Fist. I love uh, Murder Fist. Uh, probably one of the greatest things that ever happened to me in my whole life. Uh, the It's a sketch group that started in Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, we we performed in the only gay club in Tallahassee for many years called wow. Brothers because they were the only bar that had a stage and lights and stuff. Of like course. That. And then one day we decided to move to New York together and we ended up at a, at a point in our careers where we were doing 12 shows a month all over town, UCB, BAM. You know, I, I call it a credit, but that'll be one of our stories later, I'm sure. The uh, the So uh, we brought in, we got everyone in town for the great Murder Fist 20-year anniversary show that is happening tonight. Um, if you're hearing this in the morning and you want to get tickets, you cannot go. It's sold out, baby. It is sold out. I hate bragging, but it feels so good. If it does feel good to be like, I have a couple sold out shows at the Dynasty Typewriter, no big deal. Yeah, you, I feel like a star. Yeah, I know. It, it really makes you want to like just insult people and look down at them. Yeah, but, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put on my little cucumber mask this morning, and mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, very hungover from all the vodka last night. And I was like, I feel like a, like Marlene Dietrich or something. Yeah, no, but truthfully, I mean, joking around, but truthfully, you know, I, I can't wait to see everyone. I can't wait to uh, perform our fucking ridiculous form of sketch comedy together. Yeah. And I'm very excited. Joining us in the studio today is Jared Warner of Murder Fist fame. How you doing? Make sure you talk right now. I'm good, actually. I, I hate to say this, but I actually can't really do this right now. I'm I'm sold out at the Dynasty Typewriter tonight. <laughs> oh. So this is sort of not really uh, in my sphere anymore. I hate to break it to well, you. Well, thanks right for coming spot. and doing it. This you has know. been great. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. And I'll see you later tonight at my sold out show. <laughs> and if for those of you who don't know, Murder Fist is also Jackie Zabrowski, Henry Zabrowski, Holden McNeely, uh, Kellen Maloney, Carly Goodspeed, and many, many more. At one point, we had like a farm team. Which yeah. you were you were very much the leader of. There was the the Tallahassee branch after most of you guys because you guys were a little older. Yeah, um, and moved up, and then Jackie and I stayed in Tallahassee 
for school like idiots. And, and yeah, there was this like weird churn of like, we're just like, we're spinning people up to the city. And whoever survives wild. when they get there. It was so wow. great. Yeah, we, no, we straight up had, you like 12 people were in that, Former murder, fist, yeah, right? Yeah, and you guys people. were doing Tallahassee, and we're doing shows in New York at the same time at Galapagos. It Love was it. a fucking blast. What comes out of like you know Florida? It's like you guys and book burnings, you know, mm-hmm. best Us. thing. Mm-hmm. Tom Petty, Tom Petty came out of Florida. You know, you know, didn't Buffett? Buffett, you know, very well. He's actually from Louisiana. <laughs> oh. He is he is the greatest Floridian of all time, but he's from Louisiana, and I th- I find that fitting because all no no one's from Florida. No, no true Floridian <laughs> is born there. You have to immigrate. You have to be a transplant. I was, bo- I was born in Florida, biggest baby born in Florida. You know, shout out to me. So tell us some stories about the stage, the gay stage in Florida. Oh my God, Brothers was unbelievable. I had such a good time there. We did every Tuesday nights. Let's Eat Tuesdays was the name of the show. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because they were so, we we were, you know, everyone was in theater and I was going to say they were so accepting of us. Yes, there were gay people in our group, but like, I feel like for them to then to say yes to us, I felt like was crazy. Makes no sense. And I didn't think twice of it then because yeah, growing up doing theater, there was always a stage. Mm Mm-hmm fucking somewhere yeah. and so i didn't think twice about like here's a random bar in the back alleys of tallahassee yeah like you're not supposed to go and it has the best stage with the friendliest people in town oh they loved you guys they would cheer they were awesome they, they were did, so did so they give welcoming. you coke not, yes, well, they, they did give some of the people Coke. Yes. yes. Great. Um, and then those people gave me Coke many years later. Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. true p- yeah, that's compliment how, of a gay the, person. That's the train. That's yeah. Great. I remember being there like after a show, you just be there hanging out and, you know, like we were so confident and like, you know, like it w- I, we would just be hanging out in the club with our shirts off. Yeah. You know, and just like, just like being like, we're like bro dudes having a good time. It was the most comfortable place I think I've ever been. Wow. My dad came to a show. Yeah. Ooh. I used to bring like my like gangster buddies, you know, <laughs> like it was fun. Did man. anybody have sex with the people in the audience? Um, I, yeah, I really? think, yeah, I'm sure that, you know, people met people through that. Okay. You know, cause I was going to give that story a 10, but I think I'm going to give it a nine because nobody had sex with the audience members. I'm sure. I'm sure that there was a, a little bit of sex. 9.5. I had a, I had a girlfriend at the time. Okay. And uh, you know, so that, that I, I, I was having sex with a person in the audience, but because, and then later they were in the group. So yeah. Oh yeah. So there you go. You know, so yes. Is your answer. 9.5. 9.5. Wow. <laughs> March. One time I um we we had this sketch where Henry and I would play like we were we were um telekinesis and we were having a mind fight. Mm-hmm. And he like at one point he like threw me across and I ran and I ran into the wall, like he threw me, and then I went through the wall. Wow. Yeah, my there was an edge-shaped hole in this uh in this bar. Like a Looney had, Tune. Yeah, and we had to pay for it to all get fixed. Of course. And then I of course, you know, like you run through a wall and then you just come out and pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. That's like tripping and just keeping on walking. Yeah. My favorite was when I had some of my like my buddies there who you know just tough florida boys who would come you know like just old friends of mine just tough dudes who i wouldn't say they were homophobic but they definitely weren't comfortable you know and they but they it was new yeah they took they 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 went out of their comfort zone and had a great time but the most interesting thing happened they were all sitting outside uh the bar smoking a cigarette you know after the show you know because you know things turn up pretty fast and then these fucking frat boys pull up on all of us it's me like our buddy byron the rebel like like all of my biggest toughest friends yeah and they pull up and they're like you fucking f words (gasps) and like and just like and then like started screaming and then they were like what the fuck and like threw a bottle at the car they like took off they were so scared like they were like oh my god we didn't know they were that big (laughs) you know like (laughs) what a bunch of pussies yeah I know but you know change their opinion real fast changing hearts changing minds make them scared that's right that's right do you think they called their moms later and they're like mommy a gay man made fun of me (laughs) (laughs) a gay man a homosexual oh my god yeah and then we also did um we we full on like got the the theater the Florida State Theater Department let us use theaters. Wow! To put up our shows, didn't we do? I wasn't in it, but didn't you guys do Boogeyman like at an assembly? No, oh, yes, at an assembly. 
I Boogeyman, we'll get into what Boogeyman was, but we did it on the set of Romeo and Juliet at, <laughs> at um at, at the uh at, at Florida State University, which is a very prestigious theater uh university, right? Yeah. Oh yes, I'm very uh credentialed in yeah. my theatrical BFA? Yeah, I was. Ooh. They tried to kick me out. Yeah, they tried Couldn't to kick, do it. If that anyone might... who was a murder fist either got, they kicked Henry out for being too kicked fat. Henry out. Kicked yeah. Holden out for being too lumpy. Uh, yeah. Too yeah. lumpy. <laughs> well, you got to act your way back in. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Right. That's right. Uh, but yeah, no, um, but we, we did uh, the Boogeyman sketch, which was very um, aggressive sketch where uh, Henry plays like a retired uh uh, no, no, Fike, our buddy Fike, you played like a- Was he the dad? Played his, played his father, basically. <laughs> um, And then uh, he wanted to teach his son about the birds and the bees. And so he hired um his two army buddies to uh portray uh, the tooth fairy and the boogeyman. And then the boogeyman uh, has sex with the tooth fairy in front of the child. Oh. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we did that in the middle of an, a Florida State Assembly. How did they react? Were they like, <gasps> There were like two people loving it, and they were teachers, Mark Medoff being one of them, uh-huh. uh, who is an Oscar winner. And wow. uh, and then uh, who was it? It was um, Stacy, Mr. Um, what was his name? The big guy, the big uh, George Judy, George, George Judy. Judy, George Judy. I can't believe it's Stacy. What's wrong with me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, they were loving this it. Southern gentleman man feels like Stacy could yeah. uh, fit exactly. But we fucking we, it was unbelievable. Um, Tallahassee, shout out! You formed us, you made us, man. I love it. Eight point five. Eight point five. All right, I'll, I'll give myself an eight point five. Thank you. I, I I kept going and my score got worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Amber? What do you know? Like you were in Murder Fist for, I'd say like what, like two years you were with us? Yeah, I mostly did shows at the pit in mm-hmm. New York City in the basement. It was too hot, too crowded, loved it. People making out in the front row. Yeah. I remember when Jackie went and did Squirter and it just got the audience all wet mm-hmm. and everybody was just like laughing and just loving have, it. Oh, That's I wet with wait. water in the sketch, not not, not her actual titillation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I just remember like every night walking out of that place sweating fulfilled mm-hmm. oh my god it was the best feeling in the world you yeah. leave it all on the floor there that was the best yeah because we used to play the basement of the pit mm-hmm. you know because they had the nicer stage upstairs right but it was we make it messy, messy. well because it started started at the pit the original pit which is the pit loft it's just pedantic who gives a shit but there was mm-hmm. another space that was like a tiny new york upstairs then they bought this huge venue which is the only one that still exists yeah yeah so everything revert entropy is the only truth in the universe yeah. uh but then they bought this huge awesome venue bar like everything you want a comedy club to look like and we did our first show there in the upstairs venue which was very nice and then immediately we're just like do you have a wetter darker place yeah. that you can shove us <laughs> yeah uh, we, we started miss- in the hole and then they put us upstairs and yeah. we're like now nah, we no, want to go we're going back, back to the down hole. To let me back down in the hole <laughs> go back in the hole um i love murder fist it was just everything i miss about new york it just being fun and dirty and funny and like who gives a fuck and like damn yeah. the man mm-hmm. and i feel like now i've kind of gone back and it just doesn't feel like that anymore it's extremely well murder fist was extremely and still is extremely anti authority yeah you know, anyone in power is the bad person. Even if they're the good person, they're the bad person. You know, like there's, that is how we dealt with everything. And it was an interesting way to tell comedy, you know, because in stand-up, it's a lot harder to say the type of things that we were portraying on stage. Because you, you're a character. Like yeah, you could be mm-hmm. in a character called Horses, which is like a bad guy. These mm-hmm. two guys are billionaires and they just kill horses for fun. Yes, yes. So you can say awful stuff under the guise of that guy. Yeah, it was wonderful. I loved it. It's the power of drama. Yeah. <laughs> power of drama. If you, Subtext. Have, if, you, uh, if you have some free time, go ahead and check out the Murder Fist video, Horses. On um, YouTube, you'll be uh, pleasantly upset. Yeah, don't do that on your work computer. Yeah, no. or, or in front of anyone, a woman you love. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You guys let me do a, a character I invented, like about conspiracies, and I, oh, so much fun! Oh, that I was made a everybody good had, monologue. That was fun. I just remember it like I just had a acid flashback of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, an I've acid never flashback. done acid except watching you do that. <laughs> <laughs> I made tinfoil hats. I made everybody in the audience put on their put on your tinfoil hat. And 
it was, it was just so chaos. Fun, like, yeah. fuck the banks. Here's a picture of a goose. And we'd like War Pigs was playing, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. It was so artistic. <laughs> I think that's, I filmed that. I put it online. I forget what you can look for. Conspiracy Amber, under my name. Hmm. And I showed it to a date once and he was just like, what is this? Oh, Big I swing. Mean, I would have, I mean. Gotten up and left? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I usually am on your side with these things. But yeah, you can't show that to a date. You, you right. got, That's like you show that to a boyfriend. Someone who has a, a, has a commitment. You know, <laughs> That's like day before right. your wedding. You're like, before we go through so with this, you know. I need you to see I'm something. This kind of person. <laughs> right. Maybe I show too many people too much of me. Oh, man. Know what I know what I miss? That you did this opening for Murder Fist. I don't think you ever did it like as Murder Fist, but um, Doris McGrudel's. I liked I like big trains, sunny trains, orange trains, purple trains, rear trains, lonely trains. Those are the kind of trains that I like. <laughs> Gotta get on the train. Gotta get on the train. Gotta get on that train. It's called I Like Trains. <laughs> I was in a band with Cassie. Just living in the same part of your brain where the Pledge of Allegiance is. <laughs> <laughs> Never leaving. Me. Never. I was in a band with Cat Toledo. We were called Tuesday Off in the Gang, and we had a couple songs. I like trains, mm-hmm. play hard to get, and flirting with the wind. Are they all the same song with yes. different words? Flirting with the wind was great. Flirting with the wind, flirting with the wind. Blow me wind, I'll blow you. <laughs> we should bring that band back. We're getting the band back together. Honestly, Kat. that's like. <laughs> Precisely like razor sharp for TikTok content. <laughs> like, what a new breath of that would find. That's right. right. We filmed it on our roof in Brooklyn back when you could do that stuff. I'm, I'm giving Doris McGrudel's a 10. Yes. 10 for the song, 10 yeah. for trains. Yeah. What is one of you? What's a fond Murderfist memory for you? Oh, too? man. I'm, I just think, like, we're talking about the venues, and I remember we'd go to so many other small venues and just mm-hmm. like, barrel our way in and i remember there was like one time we were doing some show at trash bar uh and just the the way we couldn't escape any place without insane conflict with insane people oh yeah uh and i just remember like we i got out of a cab with holden and lexi and we were all starving because it was probably 11 o'clock we're doing shows at midnight always yeah we have to go into this like deranged metal bar and we see a guy just walking down the street and he had pizza and Holden was just like, hey, man, where'd you get that pizza? Because we were hungry. And the guy just started being like, what, you want some fucking pizza? And Holden was just like, yes, where'd you get it? And then the guy just like took out his phone. And this was, you know, 2010. This was before yeah. that, that was a thing. It was a brick phone. Yeah. yeah. And he, but he did have a camera and he started taking pictures of us and what? he was just being so obnoxious and not answering the question. We were like, all right, fine. Never mind. You just are a weird drunk asshole. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, and then he's just like jumping around, taking photos of us with the pizza and Holden just like loses his mind and just like <laughs> goes for the phone. He goes for the phone, misses, and just knocks the dude's pizza box oh. on the ground. Pizza all over the oh, ground. Man. And we were just like, well, that's a perfect end to the story. And then the guy walks away, and then I'm talking to Holden, and then I just see Holden's eyes go huge. And I'm like, what? And I turn around. I have a cigarette in my hand. This guy is running and doing like an anime wind-up jump to punch Holden in the face from across me. And I just turned and caught him. And I didn't try to do that. It was the most. I don't even know this story. You I don't know the story. Inside. You were inside. Yeah, but yeah, I was inside. But I mean, this I, is how the, have I never heard this. This is the most badass I've ever been, and it was completely an accident. <laughs> wow. Uh, he's. I just see this guy running. Holden just goes ah, and I turn and I just catch the guy by the throat, <gasps> which was not my intention. I am not a violent person. I just literally like held my hand out, and then that was where yeah. we landed. And my cigarette butt burns his cheek and then I just had to be like don't and then like shoved him away I'm picturing this guy looks like boss bagel bagel boss right he looks exactly (laughs) like Holden that was the weird thing like a smaller wiry interdimensional Holden Holden. wow I'm giving the story a 10 oh wow yeah for your your prowess my heroics you were in a street fight and you won BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Man, going back to the Tallahassee days, I mean, obviously, Boogeyman on the Romeo and Juliet uh, set is not. But when uh, I don't even know if you were around yet, but the the show in Holden's parking lot was it was before I was. Here comes the goo, the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here comes the goo. I love that. We did three of them. Three. Here comes the goo. Yes. Um, I was only in the third one. I wasn't in any of them. I was around, yeah. but I wasn't in the group yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared, like, Jared was the, and me as well. Murder Fist, like, if you hung out long enough, you became part of the group. Yeah. Like, that was just, like, yeah. that was how it went down. It was my strategy because <laughs> yeah. uh, Nick invited me to, <laughs> like, early meetings. Nick Chivarello was uh, back in college, one of the early members, and started it with John and Holden and everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he invited me, but I uh, had a girlfriend who did not want me to do anything that wasn't hang out with her. Oh. So I didn't because I was a, a loser. Let's see. Then a year later, I regretted not being a part of the group. And so I literally just started going over to Holden's house where all the meetings were. And I just was there. And That's I would just good. be around for rehearsals and meetings. And I just hung out until eventually they wrote a sketch that had more people in the group in it than they <laughs> could do. And so then that was how I got my end. And then I just kept showing up to all the shows. And, and you broke up with the girl? I was in the group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a long, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, okay. I imagine J- she left Jared for all of his long leather coats. Yes, she took she took the <laughs> coats. She took my high school personality with her. And uh, we're, all, we're all better off for it. I love the Matrix too. <laughs> Remember that backyard party we did and this girl was like saving money for uh, South America? And she was like- My I'm roommate. Like- Yes, she was a lovely girl. Lilia. But, but no, her, but the person, she wasn't the one throwing the party. It was her best friend throwing the party. Yes. And yeah. then they made this like, um, like, you know, when you take cardboard and you cut it so it looks like, um, like three pieces, you know what I mean? Like yes. a high school. Diorama. Yeah, like a diorama, like a high school diorama. Yeah, and like, she's a, like, like a presentation at a science fair. And she just put a bunch of skinny kids on it. And she's like, look how skinny everyone is. <laughs> and just like pointed to these skinny, like starving children. She's like, look at that, the starving baby. And there's another starving baby. Yeah, we were in our 20s and we were by far the oldest people like yeah. there. That shit was like, that, that party was, I remember that. That was because a, a lot of times with Murder Fist, I don't think you were there. Um, we had so many people in the group where like, you know, sometimes four of us would break off and go do a show, mm-hmm. you know, and something like that. Which, by the way, if you're in um, New York City on October 21st, uh, John and Jared are going to be doing a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're the, bringing Kellen out. So New York Sketch be, Festival. It's going to be a little mini murder fist action That's in great. New York City. Again. I'm so, I don't know. It's the day after LPN Beach Blanket Bingo. And I really want to go. And... I uh, I want to do both, and we'll see what happens. You should also get a vacation. I mean, you know, I just had a vacation. Oh, right. I went do, to Pigeon Forge. We just Being on stage doing it. comedy is Ed's vacation. That's yeah. literally oh, okay. the only thing that rejuvenates him. It, it keeps me. I do become a, a better person. Uh, man, I did some shows in Florida last week, and one of them was in a fucking office. And you. I hated it. It was just like lots of lights. Like, I felt like I was getting evaluated. It was the worst. And the crowd obviously fucking sucked because they shouldn't have been. We were, it's not, yeah. they didn't suck. They were like, it was an impossible situation. Was it like a corporate? It was this thing. Training? It was like a secret comedy show. And the, it was just in the wrong location. You know, it would have been, the show was great. Mike Racine was on it. You know, it was like oh, a wow. really, it was a really good show. But, um, and the other comics were hilarious as well. But, it was in an office. It was like in the meeting area, in the common area of an office in the Bank of America building. 
And so, so just bright white lights. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Fucking real. Yeah. It, it was, it was, and everyone was BYOB. So everyone was hammered, you know, just in a place where they didn't want to be. Now, remember when Holden worked in an office and he would come to all the meetings just like mad in a, in a tie? Yeah. Oh, man. Him and Henry worked there together. And uh, that, I thought they were going to It's a miracle any of us survived that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was working at the cheesesteak restaurant and the two of them used to always come and I'd give them free cheesesteaks because we had no money. So I stole from my boss and gave it to them. You know, uh, <laughs> Artifice was the one place like after our day jobs, I mean, it was a, a release. Yeah. To mm-hmm. go and be like, oh, thank God I get to go do this crazy show in a basement at the pit. That's like the one thing I'm living for because in the day our lives were hell. Yeah. yeah. That's why I think all creatives should uh, your day job should be something that makes you like want to pull your own eyeballs out of your skull because if you have a job that you enjoy this is bad advice but if you have a job that you enjoy in any capacity you will not have that need for release to go meet up with your friends yeah. or pour yourself right. into a notebook or whatever it is you do that's creative yeah i don't think new york city because it's so expensive to live in new york and i think that there's always going to be some sort of murder fist like group there somewhere. isn't they're they're not there now you can't no. afford it well, you have to go work even in office. when we were performing not to like you know we're here to blow smoke up our own asses so i feel i feel fine saying it like there was no one like us no. You know, we were not, we performed at the pit, but we were not a pit group. The pit like rented us the space and like we were the only, one of the few groups that actually made money. Right. So the, Their sketches were like, oh, it's so great to be at the grocery store. That's well, right. Were, there was like rules to the sketch comedy for for them, taught to them by like, by the pit or UCB or the magnet. You know, there was all these like rules. You're like, this is the dinner sketch, mm. you know? and like Yeah. You have to have a game. You don't have, we proved you don't have to have a game, but like yeah. in order to market having a theater that teaches comedy or something you have to have a thing you can say we teach this system of making funny things so anybody whose parents still pay their rent can go to that school and think that they're learning how to be fun i will say a game like learning a structure is good for most people because i think murdifus was like intelligent enough to just do whatever but most people aren't gonna when you say do whatever it's gonna be a bunch of shit that doesn't make any sense that isn't funny yeah you need it's i mean the oldest like creative <laughs> logic in the world is like you have to know the rules to break them and yeah. i think that was important to all of us is that like we like to break the rules but well we followed our own know. rules yeah we had we our, had our a, own we had our own rule i will say that cuz we used to like we no group did it like we did we fucking we would write together and then we would rewrite together and then we would audition each other in front of each other. Oh, right. And then like each sketch would have its own director who was also in the group. And then that director would cast the sketch. But if someone, if for some reason we all felt as a group that that director made the wrong choice, we would talk about it openly. And I feel like that's one of the reasons we lasted so long is we were like very open with everything. People used to get into fights. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It's hard not to when you're that. Are you passionate? Close I, people like a lot of times like, people are yelling and everyone calls it a fight. I call it passion sometimes. Mm. You know, like yeah. we got a lot of shit accomplished while screaming at each other. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I remember being at your house and like we we were fighting, and then that night we made a giant vagina made out of duct tape on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just how you do it. That's right. That's friendship. <laughs> <laughs> it is it. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember the vagina dealer sketch? I do. I was looking at photos from it uh, building up to this show. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you ever see the Vagina Dealer sketch? No, I lived it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Vagina Dealer? So, basically, we had this, like, we took, a, like, a clo- like, a closet, like, a portable closet, and then we, we made a, gi- Carly made a giant vagina out, mm. of the, out of the portable closet. Yes, that was the first sketch I saw Murder Fist. I saw you guys at the UCB. Yeah. And you were jumping through the giant vagina, and I stopped. And I was like, "Who are these amazing people?" <laughs> That's when I was like, "I want to be friends with them." Yeah, that made me want to be friends with you guys. Oh, I missed that. I was a weed dealer, and then I was hiding. Aww. And the cops came, and then I was throwing the the weed pounds of weed the into the vagina. And then me and the guy I was selling weed to, we went and hid in the vagina when the cops came. And then the cops noticed the giant vagina in the room, like you they, would. Yeah, and then they they licked it till it came us out. Ah. And then we got caught by the cops. That's so funny. And then a priest comes out and then marries one of the cops to the vagina. And that's what we mean when we say that we've had rules. <laughs> and we had Standards. a system. 
<laughs> to um, follow. I, I have to get downstairs. Go do your thing. thing. Go do you your guys thing. are great. That, I, I give that story you. a 10. I can't wait for the show tonight, Amber. You're going to crush it. We're all going to crush it. Thank Dynasty you. typewriter. Wait outside for us. We want some paparazzis there. Yeah, take some pictures if yeah. you're listening. Bay Amber. Remember the end of uh, Vagina Dealer? You were the priest. I was, You yeah. took over for our buddy Jeff Darland, who who left the group. And uh, they, my fa- one of my favorite lines is like, everyone's back in the vagina at the end of the sketch. And you just look up at the vagina. And what do you say to them? Oh, I wish you were an asshole. <laughs> It's just like the funniest thing for a priest to say to a six foot vagina. The like weird because I played a priest in several sketches. Me too. Which like they I think we all evolved our own. It was we like every Jared priest was the same character and every Ed priest yeah. the same characters. Mine evolved like looking back through photos. I was always, I was always wearing like ripped jeans, not stylishly ripped jeans. Yeah, no jeans that were they were your best pants because that was all I could afford. And like my shirt's always half tucked out, and yeah. I'm like I'm fat in the like still like not able to afford food way. So like yeah. I had a smaller frame but still fat, mm-hmm. and like it's just this. Oh, because we ate the worst food to survive. Oh my god. It was all buttered rolls and bananas. Macaroni and cheese yeah, with yeah, yeah. Uh, ground like beef just put in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember um, there was one sketch, one of my favorite. Oh, a good priest joke I had that I always say to myself sometimes is, uh, was, is ashes to ashes, dust we must. This place is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> Here lies, you know. <laughs> good. It's just a good transition, just a segue into every sketch. Just Uh-oh. have some nonsense. Yeah, you played a bunch of firemen too. I do, and I finally have a fireman hat that fits. I tried it on today. The one oh, I ordered. It's the first time in the history of Murderfist. Very nice. A fireman hat is yeah. large enough for my head. Now, not that fireman, but the other fireman I really like from the Merman sketch. You were the fireman in that, right? Yes. Uh, Same fireman, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My artistic process. Uh, What was it? It was Carly was this lounge singer, and Henry was like a a merman who was just sad because no one loves the merman. And she had this song, you're the loneliest merman (laughs) in the world. And then then he was just sitting there drinking, you know, to her song. Then she was like, this song's for all the firemen out there. And like, (laughs) we like change our focus to Jared. She's like, Crash, boom, grab the hose, <laughs> grab the pick hose. up your feet, and grab your toes. <laughs> this took place in a town that had been overrun by mythical creatures, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so there was a there was a cultural war between the blue collar like firefighters and the yeah. monsters. Yeah, and I was a what should we call it? I was Sasquatch. I was the I was yeah I was the big, Bigfoot mailman. And then I remember, I remember when I got my mailman hat for that. I was so because all the mailmen used to come to my bar and get hammered. And so, I remember one time one of them was hammered, and I remember I, it was my job to like get a mailman's uniform, and one of them was there <laughs> drunk, and I was just like, "I'll give you a free shot for your hat," and he just like threw his hat at me. <laughs> Open yourself up to the world, and the world will provide. Oh man, what are some other good times? What are some, uh, you know, the, oh my God, do you remember after one of the pit shows? Because we would go on at 11 p.m. Yeah. We called it Late and Dirty with Murder Fist. And we would like, our minds were like, we're going to go against SNL because fuck those motherfuckers. You know, like, I think we told, like, you told that to television producers once. Yeah, and they yeah, were like, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah, it's like, no, we choose to do this <laughs> at this time. When they're doing their show, you want to see real sketch comedy, you come out to the theater, you see Murder Fist. But uh, doing those shows late and dirty, one time we're leaving and we'd always take the train back to Brooklyn and go drinking, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're, t- we're going. And do you remember it was like a, international pole dancing contest in town ta- in new york and then we just happened to get on the same subway car as all the pole dancers and then they had like a pole dancing off like on the subway oh car my God. i combined this memory with when there was the like norwegian tour of like oh devastatingly beautiful people at a ucb show that I've was com- wonderful I fused those two memories yeah yeah, yeah yes, those were I those were both was. magical evenings but yeah, no, they were just like, it was the great, it was like an hour train ride and they were just going toe to toe, like flipping all over shit and just like, oh, man. it was beautiful. It was so amazing. And it wasn't like horny. It was like art. No, you know? skill. It, it, it was, was, it was, yeah, they were acrobats. Yeah. You know, it was fucking wild. An amazing display of athleticism. <laughs> yeah. They were just like 
muscles that could fucking flip all around like it was it was nuts man but the one you were talking about is when we did like an a a side b side show that aaron keefitz used to host Mm -hmm. i just saw him on a picket oh you did yeah oh good for him getting out there yeah yeah, yeah. and uh kurt bronoler was hosting that night because i remember his giddy face as he ran back (laughs) to tell us yeah (laughs) and he like convinced uh an entire tour group of swedish women to come to the show and it was like 20 of them and then each one was more beautiful than the next and it just i remember him and then they all just hung out with us all night and like no one like it wasn't like a hookup thing it was just like we had the most lovely like innocent time it was we were all dancing like it was something out of one of these books that natalie and jackie talk about where yeah. it was just like a court of beast men yeah. <laughs> and then the fair like blonde fairies that tripped in it was one of those things where it's like they were all so gorgeous by the end of it you're like oh you know i like i don't agree but i see what hitler was going for oh my god <laughs> <laughs> met one of these chicks uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god no it was uh it was constant madness because we threw ourselves into it man we fucking became one with the city and it would perform anywhere truck show truck uh back of the truck show back oh the truck. we did yeah there was a a secret festival that was a you it was a u-haul trucks and yeah you it was like it's also kurt Bronholer. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was a bunch of U-Haul trucks, and each U-Haul truck was its own themed. Right, and Kurt it wasn't had just a performance. One. It wasn't just comedy. One yeah, of them Kurt's was, like was a hot, comedy. Yeah, one of them was like a hot tub. Yeah, another one was a rave. Another one, yeah, there was like each one. There was like art exhibits. Thing. Yeah, but it was three a.m. outside of a factory in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just in the middle of an empty street. You know, like hiding from the cops was this like art festival, and we went on stage in the U-Haul truck at I think. 2.30 in the morning. Somewhere around there. Yeah, and then, yeah, we did it like 40 it minutes after set. another show, too. That was that was one of the hop around nights. Yeah, we, we had like a we did a full show thing. at Brooklyn and the pit, and then we had to go down to Dumbo. Yeah, it was us, J-Fod, and I think Jermaine was on that show as well. That sounds right. And uh, those were, that was a fucking blast, just like performing. And then afterwards, after we performed in a truck, it was like you could fit like 25 people in there. And, uh, and I would say, and they were all seated and it was like a real stage. And then, and then you entered from the front of the, from the cab, like the cab. Yeah. yeah. Cause there was like, you could like open up the door and walk through and, and I'm like carrying Carly cause we're doing on the set. Oh yeah. And then John walks in and people started shushing him cause they thought that he was interrupting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good old supportive audience members. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, 3 a.m. in the middle of a parking lot. Like it was just incredible. I'm so excited for these shows this weekend. Um tonight and tomorrow. Uh it's a long time coming. Uh I hope we get to do a lot more of them. That's for goddamn sure. I miss I, here's an here's the sad thing. Um is I'm going to give this one no points, but man, I remember when we all the, the day we decided to stop doing shows together. That was like it was yeah. like a meeting we had in Holden's apartment, and it was just fucking. It like it it, it took my gut from it like it took my gut from me. I was I was so sad, and I was just so it was the it was, it but you know it was inevitable. We were all half of us were moving. Yeah, know? I mean we were split across the country. I also just think anything needs to have down time, and like we've talked about this, we yeah. talked about this a little last night. Like you can't. We went at full speed for. 12 years like yeah. just not, I think we took one break um wasn't even significant no it was like 6 weeks yeah um you can't maintain that level of output and it was just like we we burned ourselves out and that was before that was like a a, a buzzword yeah so. 12 shows a month we had our monthly and then we had a bi-weekly and then we would get booked on random shows all over town mm-hmm. because first off we would get booked just because we were 12 people. And so like, if you booked us, you had an audience, audience. Yeah, you know? So like that happened a lot. Pro tip. BP added more than $70 billion to the U S economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not, or, See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
are true. We're overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. The other thing about it was, you know, if you wanted a big stand-up show, we were the only sketch group you could trust. It was either us or Reggie Watts for a long time that yeah. closed out the big shows in New York City at the Bell House and Union Hall and mm-hmm. all that. It was it was one or the other, and sometimes both. But um, it was that it was, or like if there was an intermission, we would close the first half and he would close the second half, and it was like it was like that every week for every month for two three years. It was so much fun, and then everyone had these quick. Like, we performed everywhere from like a DJ Academy to, that was a good one. You know, we, uh, the back, like you said, the back of a truck, uh, union hall, uh, the bell house, uh, Coney Island freak show. Fucking we were, we did anything. How many years did we do the Coney Island show? Three years. Yeah. We did, uh, every summer, you know, and we, and that was always awesome. And like the cowmen played that shit too. And it was so much, it was the best. We fucking, we, uh, we conquered the scene and we never joined the scene. It was the, we, we hacked the code to comedy, in my opinion, <laughs> because there was uh, the pit and then there was UCB and all that in Magnet, you know, and like, you know, you could go that route. But I remember when we spanked what they call spanking at UCB it was where you try out your show and they decide if they want you or not. I remember when we spanked. I think you were still in Tallahassee at this point. Yes. Uh, we spanked and then they were like, well, uh, you don't get paid and you can't perform anywhere else. And so we're like, well, fuck that. We'll go to the pit. You know, like mm-hmm. they're going to pay us and we can perform wherever we want. And because we never aligned ourselves with the improv theaters, mm-hmm. I feel like that shot up our popularity. It made us more mysterious, you know, like because we were more aligned with the stand up scene right. than we were with the sketch scene, which is way more uh you know, go it alone, like bootstrap, like you just, you're, you're a renegade mercenary. God, those are such lame, like <sighs> renegade what a yeah. asshole. I sound like, but like, you're still, <laughs> you're on your own out there doing it. And when you go to be a sketch comedian or an improv comedian, like the goal is to get into a school. The goal is to get into a class. And that's where you meet your, you know, yeah. that's where you meet your partners that you then go write a show with. Yeah. We'd already done that. We'd already been doing it for six years yeah. before we even got Not just that. that. You know, y'all went to fucking theater school, which is way better yeah, no, than just, sketch comedy I school. I just got done paying thousands of dollars for this. I oh, my God. to give it to someone else. I fucking refused to take classes. The only time I took classes was I, I volunteered at the pit, and I was like, I'm not going to take a sketch writing class because I'm fucking, first of all, I'm very full of myself at this point in my life. And I, I When was that? Uh, back then, back then, I, 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 I'm better about it now. <laughs> and now I, now I, I understand how good I am. <laughs> no, but I remember I was like, so I'm not gonna take a sketch class because I'm not gonna have someone I don't like their sketch to teach me sketch. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's just back. So I did a, a horror movie writing class. Oh, fuck. and um, yeah, no, it was a nightmare. Like there was only four people in the class, and then the teacher. So that sounds ideal. Though. Yeah, it sounds ideal. Yeah, there's only four people in the class, and the teacher just had us watch horror movies. And uh, whenever we like, and then it would we would we'd watch the horror movie. It was a three hour class. It would be an hour and a half, and then by the time the movie was over, we'd talk about the movie. We talk about that script, and then by the time class ended, we couldn't get to our scripts the entire time. Do you think that job is available? Because that yeah. sounds like a really pretty sweet gig. Oh yeah, man! I was, I was, it was, I, I was very, I couldn't believe. I'll tell you who it was afterwards. You'll laugh your ass <laughs> off. But I remember, I was like, you know, I loved my script. I was very, I was very passionate about it. Yeah. And the last is this day, the cabin one? The like cabin? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it wasn't zombies, but um, cabin fever. Yes, cabin. Yes, yeah. yeah, and uh, he worked at the. And then, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I've worked, been working on this for a long time, and I was so excited about it. And it was the last day of class, and I didn't get to fucking talk about it. And then later on, he's like, "Hey, um, if you're looking for a writer partner on that." You know, I was, like, I was just like, what? You're not even talking to me. You're trying to jump into my movie. I was like, I was so mad about it. And I just fucking, 
so stupid. I just threw the whole thing away pretty much. I, you know, yeah, you know, that was the other, we were our own worst enemy for that shit. In my opinion, we, I think we were too, we're too punk rock. I don't know if you good. can tell uh, listeners that we might've been like a little bit up our own ass about how good we were. <laughs> uh, but I think we, I think we were too confident in the success of the group and what a success as sketch comedians would look like. That I mean, there was always projects. Holden and I used to do writing rooms together. We'd like yeah. go take our scripts to a bar and like hash out beats. But there wasn't. I think we put all all that drive, all that like deep stomach energy you need to like get a fucking thing done. Yeah, we put all that into the group, so it it made it easier to sabotage other creative projects. I yeah, think. and like I can talk, I can sit here and talk shit about UCB all day. That's a whole nother episode, but. The truth is, like, what would have happened if we would have just bent our fucking principles a little bit? You know, would have would have like been great for us, man. There? You know, like, you, you, I can't you can't help but think about that. I remember. Uh, I don't know if he'll be happy. I'm telling the story on his podcast network, but I remember late in the game, probably like two years before we were done. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing something with Henry, and we got on a train, and I just mentioned thinking I was considering taking an improv class because I thought it would be good to loosen me up. I'm not, you know, like, yeah, I'm not the most like natural. You're great. I'm great with scripts. Uh, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a riffer. I'm not like, you know, that Mm -hmm. was my challenge in the writing room. That was my challenge. Like in any kind of jam session. Like I, I, I like, I like taking the, I like to ferret away (laughs) and think of it and come back to it later. Yeah. You're an actor. Um, Yeah. So I was thinking of taking an improv class at UCB and I was thinking twofold, A, make them hate us less and B, make me just like a better asset to the group. And Henry's reaction on the sub, on the A train, I've never seen his face more red as he just like, <laughs> he was, he was literally spitting. Oh my God. He was so mad at the possibility that I would do that. And then he kept like realizing he wasn't mad at me. So he kept doing the Henry thing where he would just like scream at me nonstop for like 30 seconds. And then be just like, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry, buddy. And then just like right back into it. <laughs> just like losing his mind uh, to where we like people were frightened. Yeah. Us. And well, so we I didn't take that, class. that shit, man. I you know. know. Like we, we, you know, I get it. I get where he's coming from, but I do. The too. Other I get both side, sides. Like I get both sides. I, we were so closed off, man. I remember one time we were doing Chicago sketch and there was another very popular up-and-coming new york sketch group and um i won't say who it is we you know i I personally find them hilarious and i was like we need to know more sketch groups that's like kind of where i was thinking in my head i'm like we need to so i like set up a lunch date with us (laughs) and we all went and got like big deep dish pizzas together and the murder murder fist was not having it they were not there was this was oh is this chicago in chicago yeah i wasn't there for chicago i remember hearing about this yeah <laughs> i remember i was like i was like but guys we need to know more people we gotta know we only know stand-ups we gotta know the sketch guys and then i'm like i set up a nice dinner at giordano's with us and this other sketch group and like i was the only one talking to them the whole time everyone else just sat there silence what and protest pieces of shit we are <laughs> <laughs> It was too, you know, it would, it would, they were mainstream and, and we were punk and like, you know, it was, it turned, it, honestly, it was like our greatest selling point And also to me, one of our greatest faults, you know, it's like, it was, it made it hard. Sometimes. It's hard when you're, when you're, when you're hinging your whole thing on going against what they, what you're supposed to do, it gets really hard to then also be like just positive and friendly people, which like surprisingly is actually most people in the groups mm-hmm. true person like yeah nobody's like a vicious mean asshole in murder fist yeah uh but we have that like fuck the system mindset to our comedy uh and i think that made it hard i think we pissed some people off i think we ostracized plenty of people for sure we also like we i remember one time when uh ucb paid us a large sum of money to do a show and they never did that with their other people. And I remember taking a picture of the check and showing it to people who worked at UCB. <laughs> and just felt like, hey, they paid us. That's uh, <laughs> that was a dumb thing to do. <laughs> like mean spirited behavior. Like, oh, they don't pay you guys. They pay us. <laughs> I don't even think I knew that we got paid. So I have like double questions now. <laughs> well, it all went to fucking blood Props condoms and, and yeah, baby caro syrup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Man, I remember one time being uh, like, you know, because you'd just be in work meetings and then you'd have like, I call it work meetings, just, you know, us yelling at each other about props over the phone in the mm-hmm. park. And uh, I remember one time I was walking, I was like, I was like, all right, I got, the, I got the blood condoms. You get the baby coffin, and I'll meet you at the Lower East Side at nine. You know, yeah. like, someone looking at me with like, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's New York City. Mind your own business. <laughs> and then just the weird props you carry on the subway, like Book of Secrets. Oh, uh, the Book of Secrets. The baby coffin in the baby carriage was yeah. always my favorite thing. To I remember one time. Uh, my favorite line to do with the baby coffin was, look what I found in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was. So what do you, you know? What do you, you haven't done? We haven't done a, a murder fish, proper murder fish show in seven years. Maybe maybe six and a half. Yeah, um, I think it was six. What do you miss most about murder fish this is the brighter side. You know, we, we, we you know, we, what do you miss most about sketch comedy and shit like that? Um. I mean, honestly, this sounds lame. I miss the I miss the feeling of being a part. This was always what it was for me. Uh, I miss the feeling of being a part of something uh, bigger than my own personal self interests as like a career creative person. Yeah, like, there was, and this is arrogant as fuck no. uh, to talk about this like rowdy comedy group that we had as something that had like higher aspirations to like a creative ideal like that all sounds so ridiculous coming out of my mouth but we really did like care about the project about the product we cared so much about oh my God. what this comedy was how we could make it perfect we rehearsed so much more than like other groups do we every took night so much care something. with writing and like i don't know i just that has always been where i wanted to be is being a part of a creative collective that is uh working towards something that's not uh not about individual fulfillment is about collective yeah. fulfillment. And I miss, I miss being a part of that, man. It was fucking unbelievable. I always called this the hardest working uh, group in sketch comedy because every single night someone did something for the group, you know, yeah. whether it was, you know, whatever, whether it was writing or rehearsing or busting out. And like, I mean, there was a time you and I did a show, just the two of us. And we just did monologues. We did a couple. We did the yeah. monologues. We did the, it was the movie, the like kind of the riff track style thing. We yes. watched that, that 2012, 2012. Yeah. The That's j- right. Disaster movie. Yeah. No, we, 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 you know, cause that was the beauty of it. You know, anyone can go be a part and like represent us and we trusted each other. Yeah. No one, there was never like, I know what sketches I wrote, but I would never be like, I wrote that. You know, it was Murderfist wrote that. Mm-hmm. Murderfist directed this. Murder. This is Murderfist. We were we were weird about giving our names away at one point. You know, like it was interesting. Yeah, I remember the meeting where we decided we weren't going to put names on sketches anymore because it was a commitment to the group and being like, no matter, no matter if you write a sketch alone, it's still going to get rewritten three times yeah. and riffed on in rehearsal. In, and, you know what? And if it doesn't, it's still going to say written by Murderfist. Yeah, because it's know, it was about it was. it was about the group. And, and the in our energy in like you know the in like there's no good guy yeah and it's just you know there that was it you know it's a fuck you to authority I miss it with all of my heart I can't wait to do it tonight actually it's in two days today's Wednesday but tonight we will be doing it because we're rehearsing for two days straight and uh, it's I'm fucking I can't be- believe we're doing a murder fist rehearsal that's the craziest I don't even think we did that the last like six months that we were doing the group oh yeah. Like, knew all the shit already yeah we were just we haven't done a rehearsal and i don't even know what this process is should i print out scripts no people have phones now yeah we have phones yeah we don't have to waste paper you remember we saw the rise of google documents oh my god (laughs) i remember the like amazement of being like we can both type on our computers and see it at the same time (laughs) (laughs) man i gotta show you i have it at the house i got the murder fist uh tallahassee bible Wow, we should. That's a lie. Maybe I should bring it to. Uh, maybe I should bring it to rehearsal tonight just to show everybody. That would be fun. Yeah, man. All the artifacts from time and like. I mean, it was. You know, obviously. You know, right now is the best time of my life, but you know, it, it, you can't really compare it. You know, every day to be alive is the best day of my life. But man, do I miss Murder Fist? Yeah, that shit was fucking. It was the coolest thing I think I've ever done. You know, you know, and I've I've done some cool ass shit. You know, and like in my opinion, though, you know, like writing on, you know, working on the Justin Bieber roast, very cool. You know, hanging yeah. like nothing, 
like a badass murderfish show. There really, no, there is no quenching it, and I can't wait to fucking get a big gulp full this weekend, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for coming to town. Thank you for sitting down with me on the brighter side and uh, and talking about our yeah, fucking man, past I... together and just gushing over each other. I know, you know, it's it's kind of weird uh, to just like. You know, obviously, there's the brighter side. We're talk- supposed to talk about shitty things, but like you guys are here, I wanted to talk to you. You know, so it's just uh, I'm in love with it. It's just so good to be like a part of this again. Like I was saying earlier, and thank you for having me on here. It does feel weird to be like to you know stroke our own dicks a little bit from seven Fuck eight it, years man. ago. But this is my show. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Go watch Murder Fist on YouTube. Um, uh, I'm sorry we're not filming the sketches and putting them out. We're just doing it live. Who knows? Another show may come. Go see John Moreno, Jared Warner, Kel Maloney from Murder Fist, maybe some other special guests. Um, October 21st at the uh, New York Sketch Festival at the Pit Loft Space. Um, it's going to be unbelievable. Uh, your love is Skulk. The Hulking's going to be there. Yeah, it's going to be a fucking. Blast. It's going to be like the. It's going to be like 2009. You're going to throw it's gonna a, be a late night keg party, party in the back. You stick around. Interns are going to be mad at us. We're going to be really nice to them. <laughs> oh man, I used to always tip those fuckers out. I yeah. never tell. I never told anyone. I just you should. Yeah, Good no, I you. was. I always did. No, we always help clean up our own blood. We didn't even get into how bloody we were. That was I. I always took a great deal of pride in like mopping, the making floor. eye contact with the with the interns, being like, "Yeah, I'm going to clean up the glitter and the blood, and like we're not sticking you with this bill, man." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if and if we did, I literally would palm them a twenty. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, here you go, pal, because no one did. Captain Outer Space on Instagram. Go check out Jared there. Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes, The Brighter Side LPN. LPN's Beach Blanket Bingo, October 20th at the Balboa in San Diego. Come on and check that out. Um, Amber and I got Patreons. If you want to support us, go ahead. Please do. Um, Amber's is patreon.com slash Amber Smelson. I'm patreon.com slash Eddie Tunes. It's a home of Eddie Tunes two-hour radio hour. And also, I do have some exclusive uh Playlists on there on Spotify, Napster, and Apple. Um, if you want to follow me on Spotify to check out all my playlists, I got like a hundred playlists up there. Fucking be good to yourselves. Ed Larson on Spotify. You see a picture of me, it's me. Um, I'm also been making playlists for people, 50 bucks a pop. It usually takes me a couple weeks, but I got three waiting right now. So I, I got a lot of work to do. I'm very excited. So if you have someone in your life who's a listener to the show and and want and they want a personalized playlist for me, hit me up, DM me. We can work out all the details, give me some information about them and i'll fucking make them bomb ass playlist i promise um amber smelson on twitch make sure you check that out oh my god all right i'm hitting the road again all right i just got back from florida and i got a lot of shows coming up with cousin jeff uh he's doing his one-man show take a banana for the ride and i'll be with him on september 29th at the andiamo celebrity showroom in warren michigan which is right next to detroit if you don't know uh, the wilbur theater um on the 30th of September uh, in Boston, Massachusetts. And then November 1st, I'll be at the Park West in Chicago. Uh, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I'll be part of the New York Comedy Festival opening for Jeff uh, there uh, at the venue at the hard rock hotel in new york um also you can check me out in brea california uh on november 17th and 18th hosting those shows for jeff it's a lot of fun come out stick around say hi to me i love seeing you guys at these shows they're so much fun uh his show is unbelievable and you know and you know i've been giving myself a hand job this whole show uh my shit's on point these days so come check it out rent or buy uh how america kill my mother at how america kill my mother.com and and uh, check out the Someplace Underneath podcast with Natalie and Amber. It's an amazing, uh, important show about missing women. Um, if you want a sticker, we're doing it, baby. You can mail us a self-addressed stamped envelope to The Brighter Side, Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Thank you, April, Madeline, Ryan, and Maddie for all the hard work that you do on our show. And uh, taking us out today, what's a good Murder Fist song? You know, we had like Murder Fist, like we we notoriously had the greatest soundtracks to our shows. Um, but like, what's a, what's a good Murder Fist? I mean, always, oh, I mean, can you get to that, I guess? Can you get to that? It was like the Murder Fist fucking anthem by Funkadelic. Um, Be good to yourselves. I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening to our show. Peace.
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.